1: big fan of chicanery jackassery tomfoolery uh buttfuckery buttfuckery is a good one yeah like any any fuckery any anything like that big fan of all that tampa lightning yeah just, <sighs> yeah <laughs> just circumventing the rules or uh, as joe bluth would say circumventing the rules
2: Welcome to the Risen Podcast. My name is Cam Haswick, joined as per usual by Drew Johnson and Chris Gear. This is episode 57. Drew, talk about DraftKings. Oh,
0: DraftKings. <laughs> Our home and native second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game. DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs so you can feel Ah. sweat like never before.
1: This is the second time (laughs) I've been on Twitter and almost missed (laughs) the the cue
0: there. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each and every day. The best part is that it's free to play DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your sweat at your convenience Download the operated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. (gasps) Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
2: Beautifully done. That was a solid eight. I would say. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. It's pretty drinkable. Chill. You can certainly tasted. Um, beer. You guys are drinking yeah. beer. <laughs> yeah. I am not drinking beer. Admittedly, i have a I have a pretty massive headache right now. But um, drinking some lemonade, and it is both drinkable and tasteable. Mm. I also Thanks. drank some uh Drew Johnson special Coronas earlier, and some Labatt Blues for our Canadian listeners. Shout out court even though he's not a listener because he doesn't listen to our podcast but it's all right I still shout him out i think neil listens neil does i don't know is he a little bat guy you think i don't know you gotta ask him let's bring him on and ask him <laughs> if you're listening neil come on and tell us whether you're a bat or molson guy is there like a distinct favorite in canada you think it's like regionalized or anything i've never really i haven't we should I mean, put out a poll for like, our canadian followers
0: it's like miller light and then the other beers
2: yeah the <laughs> <Which laughs> ones which one's miller light though which is clearly ahead of the pack, Miller Lite. Hope you're listening. Yeah, Miller Lights ahead. Get a get a, a bleed
1: Miller Lite <laughs> to this sponsor. Yeah.
2: Uh, Chris, what are you drinking? It looks like it's bruise colors. It is not. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is partially. I saw black and yellow. It's the other side. The other side's yeah. got more black and yellow. This, okay, all right. I'm it's... not crazy. I promise you. For all those listening out there, that other side is black and yellow exclusively. This
1: that was pretty excellent
2: um yeah i've got a modern times
1: mechanical moon double ipa um yeah not a lot else written on here so uh this one brewed in anaheim those uh, it's mostly a sandy but um yeah it's a double ipa yeah you can taste it it's pretty juicy i'd say it's more like uh like stone fruit than citrus you got more like uh you know maybe like a mango peach kind of flavor going on uh yeah taste taste wise like a 26 drew pulled out a 26 on episode 58 and you know i'm well i haven't to the future here. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> so 58 you mean the future yeah we're, we're predicting the future on here um and uh I, yeah i'm going with that it seems like a good good number. And then as far as drinkability, it's an 8.3%. And, you know, like most double IPAs is uh, deceptively smooth. Um, so I would say it's highly drinkable, but be careful, obviously. Um, so we'll go
2: 23 drinkability. I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb for our podcast is anything that's highly drinkable, you should probably... Be careful with. Take a little bit. Yeah. yeah Proceed with living caution.
0: examples.
2: <laughs>
0: I've got a uh, Allagash. Allagash. Hey. You haven't had an Allagash. You should have an Allagash. Um, that's our sponsorship. Sponsor us. No. <laughs> Literally any beer. <laughs>
2: not to like ruin the potential sponsorship here, but of the Portland breweries, personally, I'm not a huge Allagash they have, like, a very, very, like, Belgian white flavor, and if you, like, really like that, then you'll probably like it, but it's just, like, a little too – I don't want to say bitter because it's not just pure bitterness. It's, like, a little flatness it's, to it that something – I It's I yeah. Kind of, yeah, which is weird because I usually like those types of beers, but for some reason, the this doesn't do it for me I it as much. For me, it's because
0: for a long time I've kind of just associated this beer with Maine, like when I've vetted yeah. Maine it's kind of one of the more mainstream ones there and just one I've always seen and then drank when I was old enough.
1: Yeah, I think oh. it's uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, right in line with uh, Miller Coors' favorite uh, Blue Moon. Um,
2: I do love a good Blue Moon.
1: Yeah, uh I, so as far as that brewery goes, I really like the they have like a lot of wild yeast beers. I've definitely talked about it on the pod before, but like those that collection of beers is really interesting.
2: Yeah, it's in a good variety. One of the bigger like kind of countries said, breweries in the I think really in Maine or probably yeah, all of New England. I would it's say kinda
1: like, it's kind of like it's kind of like out of the way in Portland, too. It's not really on any main drag. Yeah, like
2: yeah, yeah. It's down
1: on it's uh, industrial, in which we were talking about with.
2: With Pete, go check out our Pete episode. You there's some, uh, there's some sketchy, sketchy stuff going on there.
0: <laughs>
2: AKA, boy, there's like four boy. breweries. Right, one of want like
1: publicly talk out. about our listenership. Uh, how are we? How are we doing? Um, how 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 are things since the Bruins got eliminated? Um, still okay. Last I checked, like Hell still yeah. still we're
0: Thank going above. We'll see. We're going above last month. But that's because we had a sick start to the month, and now that (laughs) A, Bruins are done, so there's less, and B, we had two atrocious episodes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: To be fair, most of them are, so. The
0: listeners for that are literally half of what we had during the month.
1: I'm never going to go listen to those episodes, because I honestly, when we uh, we released the episode, people were, like, quote-tweeting it with things that were in the episode, and I was just like, oh, oh. Oh, Glad. apparently, yeah.
2: yeah that was literally. it. Was an experience listening back to you while I was editing it. Let me tell you, yeah. Yeah, my, yeah. my dad
0: said that was a hard listen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I lo- I Please, love re- we should put that as our Please, yeah re- official re-tweet, bio. Retweet, re-tweet tweet that hard episode listen. with your dad's quote. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I mean, uh, make there, sure you attribute it to your dad too. So everyone knows that the, your dad said it was a hard listen of all people. <laughs> Drew's dad. Um, yeah. I mean, there,
1: there were some things that were, I vaguely remember talking about like wedding attire, but it, mostly it was like, I couldn't distinguish between like what we talked about on the episode
2: versus what we talked about with cat after the episode. Yeah. That's the thing is like, we had like a solid, Two at least maybe three i think about three hours after the pod because so that the, was the same wow. thing where i was like I, re- I remember our,
1: and I, I remember hours, the i could remember what on, we discussed when on the thing was like four hours because we
2: recorded it hit five it hit five plus okay. by the end and we had recorded for the first two and a half hours. two and a half to three yeah so probably two hours afterward yeah it's a good time though yeah. It, that's our I think comment. that was like a we just like
0: on. needed to just have that like <laughs> experience and grieve. And yeah, now we're no, back on a, track.
2: Yeah, you know, we're right back where we want to be. For sure. Looking towards the uh <clears throat> The expansion draft. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to finish it off. I didn't think you were leaving. The phone what a cue. Um, what a setup. We are talking about the expansion draft today. There's <laughs> a Ben Simmons right there. Smacked it right <laughs> off the tee. Hey, shout out my uh, my fellow 518er Kevin Herter for carrying the Atlanta Hawks. 27 <laughs> points, 26 points. I think 27 in game seven. Uh, highest score in the game. Pretty sweet. What a um, guy. Also, uh, Terps, but... More, more local. I feel like the high school one is a little. Did he line, just
1: like so. follow you? Like, what's the deal there?
2: Yeah, he definitely followed me. Um, we graduated the same year, and we're pretty much in the same thing. You know, I'm like struggling to crack uh, AAA and MLB the show, and he's winning Game Seven for the Atlanta Hawks in real life. Yeah, so yeah. we we're like pretty much on par. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's cool though. It's cool though. So good for him. Uh, but anyway, this is a hockey podcast. We are talking about the Boston Bruins and the expansion draft. Uh, where do you want to start? I, I, I guess the first of all, the the most. Reasonable place to start, I guess, is the Bruins have a number of unrestricted free agents that will obviously play a role in the expansion draft, and there are situations where they can hold off on signing them. And I was kind of talking about this with some friends earlier about like if you have somebody like Taylor Hall or David Krejci or Tugarevsk, really all three of them, the Bruins are lucky have expressed interest in coming back. Can you maybe like verbally work out a deal? and not sign the paper until after the expansion draft so that you don't have to protect those guys. It's a little bit of a risk because somebody else can jump in there and
1: all Yeah, that, I don't know if you can legally
2: do that, but... I'm not uh, sure what, you know what I mean,
1: uh, legally. It's all, it's all a bunch of wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Tuka's already basically said he's not going to play anywhere else other than Boston, so I think that's pretty much locked in. You can You can wait until after the expansion draft for him. And I think it's pretty easy to explain to guys like Gracie and Hall. Like, you don't even need to explain it to them; those are smart guys. At least we think. Um, where they they know like what the expansion draft is going to do. So like, if you sign them to something, they either have to be protected and take up an extra roster spot of of somebody that they already know and have played with, and uh, you know, there is a human component to it too, um, where. You can go up to Taylor Hall and say, "Hey, uh if you don't like, if you want to sign here, like we would love to do that. But if you do it now, we might have to say goodbye to like Jake brusque because Can't you, protect we're going to have to protect you."
0: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely what you see. I think you like creachy and Rask after. Uh the expansion draft. They they even both Krejci did too indicated he doesn't want to play anywhere else. He wants to play in the Czech at some point, but he's like, My kids are in school in Boston and I can't see myself playing, you know, in the NHL anywhere
1: else. So well, yeah, he's gonna go uh he's gonna go meet up with Yaramir Yager and play out his fifties. Yeah.
0: I mean he said he wants to play there because he wants his kids to speak Czech. Said his grandparents speak Czech, speak a little English, and then his kids don't know Czech. And he kind of wants to give them the experience growing up in his home nation. And so I think that's cool. Yeah. But like, do we know put, do win a cup are, with the like... Bruins
2: first, please. Yeah. Great. We, yeah, that'd be nice. We, we need well, you. Another cup. <laughs> another cup with the Bruins first. Yeah. Um, how are his kids like young still? I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. know. Czech elite prospects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Right. So are you worried about somebody swooping in on any of them? I mean, I, I feel like no. the Bruins are fortunate that no. all three of them have expressed interest in coming back to Boston and kind of exclusive interest, which is rare for any free agent. But I think especially for um the kind of situation the Bruins have where they have so many question marks and for all three of them to kind of be already hinting at coming back. And really, that's their only interest. I don't know. I feel pretty good. About it. I feel like all three of them are, are guys that you kind of take their word for, which I don't know if that's naive of us, but I think that's like just their personalities from what I've gathered. Yeah. I mean, hockey
1: players in general don't like moving their shit. Like there, yeah. uh, there is no athlete that is more set in their ways than a men's professional hockey player. And you know, when they say stuff like that, th- that, that is a bad negotiating tactic. Uh, and so when you say stuff yeah. like that,
2: generally you mean it. Yeah. Um, it's calculated for him. There,
1: the, there are other reasons to say things like that, like kind of a preemptive, like if the Bruins don't bring me back, it's just kind of putting the onus on them. Like, Hey fans, like this wasn't me, this was the ownership and, or the management or whatever. Um, but that's, that's less of a hockey thing, mm-hmm. um, than it is maybe like a basketball or a baseball thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the only worry I would have would be if it wasn't a flat cap, if the cap had gone up, if COVID hadn't happened, and we were having a full expansion with, uh, you know, a little more cap flexibility. You know, there are some teams out there that do have the cap space um, to to sign some good players, but the problem is most of the contending teams under the flat cap now are already having huge cap issues, so... You know, I don't think there's a team that's a Krejci away from winning a Stanley Cup has the cap space to figure that out, unless Krejci really wanted to go there because they would have to blow him away with an offer to pull him from Boston.
0: So, do you think Krejci takes the team friendly? Because I could see that. I could also see it from the perspective that he's finishing his career, wants some money. But if they can kind of sell it, like, hey, look what Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshawn make. I know those contracts were signed a little while ago, and Bergeron should be making like nine million at least right now. But you know, maybe stick with us at the same number or lower.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, as far as team friendly goes, like if you say team friendly contract for Krejci, uh, most mm-hmm. fans are going to be like, oh yeah, like five mil, like whatever no. Charlie Coyle's making because uh, he's old now um but I mean his agent can pretty easily just point at the numbers and be like hey David Krejci just had one of his best years
2: mm-hmm. ever
1: With and t- you finally you finally put a, a winger or two next to him mm-hmm. and uh he's he's primed to have a couple more good years and he isn't the type of player who ages badly like you, you can look at a guy like Yarmir Yager and that's uh, obviously he's not like built as thickly as yager but like similar playing styles in terms of just a playmaker puck control kind of player um not the kind of guy who relies on speed and and like a monster slap shot things that kind of go away uh with age so yeah i mean it'd be pretty easy for his agent to come back and say hey like i I, he was making seven something million last year um how about we call it like six seven five and and Mm -hmm. call it a day um would love to see him sign for six flat something like that but Mm -hmm. you know either way i'm gonna be happy Uh, yeah
0: it's not gonna be any lower than six it would i i Mm -hmm. expect mid six along the lines of bergeron pasta and uh marshall and that kind of term are you looking for you think like two
1: two to three three two three i think um, ideally two well so it depends on what he wants in terms of like uh whether he wants to go to the czech republic like relative uh, young quote-unquote he's what a year younger than Bergeron um I think a year old no yep no he's younger um Bergeron turned 36 you're right and Krejci is 35 he's 30 gonna be 35 this year um this coming season so um yeah I mean if he wants to go to the Czech Republic at the age of 37 38 maybe he'll take a one or two year deal um if he's just trying to go there in his forties and, and you know, slap it around, whatever. He'll, maybe he'll, maybe he'll want a three, four year deal. Um, I don't know if I'd be comfortable giving him four years. Um, and then three years is kind of where yeah. it
2: starts to get sketchy, but yeah, you know, I think ideally I would want to. Yeah. That's not to say he's not going to be effective in three years, but you're kind of gambling a little more at that. I think mean, you pretty much know you're going to get next season and, even if there's a little drop off there, somewhat, you know, you're gonna get the year after that. I think looking three ideally, years out you're you're bit.
1: hoping for uh, David Krejci to transition into the third line center at some
2: point, but also yeah.
1: we don't know who the second line center is yet.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, last year I think it's was obviously Coil, and now after the season he had, it's a lot of question marks there. I mean, the kind I of
1: up, I just looked up his player card on Evolving Hockey today. Coils? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, not how it's promising. The player the ago. player card is even worse than like his Ugh. charts look. Uh yeah, he was in the second percentile for uh for all centers in the NHL this year. Oh um, uh, and it's both bad on offense and bad on bad on defense. It was like second percentile on offense and ninth percentile on defense. Yeah. I, uh, I don't
2: know. I don't have to I guess like watch more of him specifically, but I'm like curious about what the fall from grace there was because he really was very effective last i guess I, two seasons i don't know how you're gonna define the season it's still going on technically but
0: i think it's probably partially line mates i don't know yeah you can just tank the whole like you know richie was great when he was power play and uh on yeah, that and second great, line and then you gave him a struggling to brusque and he did. He did good individually in the playoffs. Like maybe that's part partially because he was shining when there was two dull wingers there. But yeah. I think I think that has a role to play. Now that uh, you that's can blame all. Andre Kasha
1: players,
2: comes but... into play. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, we're not doing the again. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, but no. imagine.
1: I know. I, I know. I'm
2: constantly imagining. The problem is it hurts because really yeah. it's never going to be reality. I mean, yeah. It's it like imagining I'm gonna win the lottery one day. Like I can think about it as much as I want to, but I think I mean, gonna too. happen. Like, is Andre Kasha ever gonna be healthy? Like um but to put uh,
1: but to put this in a uh an expansion draft perspective, Charlie Coyle, no move clause, um protect. has to be protected. Um I think that would be an interesting guy to expose if he didn't have that clause, because he is making a lot more money than he's worth and But he is also kind of a shiny name, maybe like a reclamation project. Um, And the the thing that you could potentially do is entice uh, Seattle to take him and see if uh, you know he'll waive that. But I I don't. Once again, hockey players hate moving their shit, so I don't Mm -hmm. see any situation where he would do that. Yeah, I feel like that would be one of his hometown
0: team. Like I don't think he'd give that up if he doesn't have to.
1: This is why you shouldn't be giving no trade clauses to third line centers, which is a lesson we didn't learn with Chris Kelly. No offense to him. Well, they're I mean, just yeah, expecting
0: I mean, him to be second soon enough, but it, it that's not that's why you need Krejci. yeah <laughs> for now.
2: I Let's not say he can't get two. there. It's just Oh no, you know, for sure. He just needs to have a it's season It's not promising like, did like it was last year. Yeah. 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 And that kind of money is like I, it's one of those things where it's like if the Bruins were to somehow expose him and do something like that, like there's a situation where he gets picked up and plays really well for Seattle, and it's like one of those you know yeah. it's like they kind of have a Vegas cure. It's like oh shit, we shouldn't have done that. But then there's another situation where they pick him up and he doesn't do that well, and they clear up a ton of cap space. And Don Sweeney's a genius. It's one of in, those. In
1: fairness, all you know, those guys who went to Vegas and became things were all like 24, 25 years old. Uh, yeah, like Charlie yeah, yeah. Coyle's like sneaky kind of old.
2: Yeah, for hockey player. Yeah, for a hockey player. <laughs> old, old. Yeah, a hockey
1: player. What, is he? He's like 30, right? He's like 29, 30. I thought he was like 28, 29. No offense to me. Yeah, yeah Chris is offending
0: himself
2: out here. <laughs> Let's check it yeah, out. Why aren't, aren't you playing? in
0: space yet in your astronaut
1: career?
2: He is 29 years old, born in March of so March season, 92. So next season, he will be turning
1: yeah. 30 mid-season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at the point where it's probably not getting much better.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: I mean, but again, he shows like a based
2: situation like that, like where again, yeah, he just, he personally might not be getting better, but if you improve the situation around him, maybe he shines more. But see, this is why you need Marcus yeah, yes. Johansson.
0: Marcus Johansson, man, Bring back a dynamic duo.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Marcus Johansson also famously had a terrible year this past year. Um, yeah,
0: but they did good together.
1: Bring like, bring the old magic back, The human though. element. They were that, best worked, in, they hung that out worked in. They worked in like a time. couple, like a couple games in the playoffs last year, and that's all we, all we see. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, should we talk about like actual scenarios? Because my transition here was going to be like, yeah, Nick Richie talk. Because he's if if you do resign Taylor Hall, expose. And, even if you don't.
2: I mean, either way, you expose them. Uh, yeah. Seventh player award winner. It sounds weird out of context, but <laughs> Ex- expose. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Nick exposed Richie's getting expose. exposed one way or another. It's fine. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> cool. Really he had a good Nick Richie
0: exposed. <laughs>
2: He had a good half a season. He fell off the fucking wagon. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, like, pile on the guy because whatever. Like, him having half a good season still surpassed my expectations, to be honest with you. Like, I wasn't expecting him to have half a good season. So that's pretty cool. But uh, he's definitely not, like, a critical piece of this team moving forward, especially with the kind of crux that they're at right now, I'd say. Yeah, I'm just worried that it's
1: going to be like the Cam Neely show up there where he's like, yeah, well, we got this big winger now and he can score goals and play on the on the first power play unit. Um, and then they ink him to like three, uh, three years, nine million dollars or something like that and eat up. Unnecessary cap space for
2: a guy who's gonna become a fourth line player. Yeah, fuck. Um, I didn't realize he's only 25. They might spend money on that. I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> so he's
0: only 25. Yeah, yeah. So that was
1: one of the things about trading Danton Heinen is that I mean, they were looked, both
2: he like he's fucking 33
1: or some shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. so but another thing, players like him don't usually improve in any tangible way, so um he he did have a decent uh come up this past season and I I think like what we got from Nick Ritchie in aggregate last year is what we're going to be getting from him or worse going forward um and if you want to plan him on that third line the Charlie Coyle just isn't good enough to support a guy like that so um yeah I I would say he, he is on that on the cusp of being exposed and I like, it's going to be him or Jake to brusk basically. Um, and it, I feel like there are a lot, I would say expose mm-hmm. Jake to and see if you can get Seattle to take that contract. But think about that contract. It's not that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, I think if you put him in his natural left wing on that third line, better chance of of good results than if you put nick ritchie there yeah, yeah I definitely agree i think switching
0: lines on uh switching sides sorry on him wasn't too great uh didn't bode well it wasn't doing him any favors it was to get him in the lineup was what it was but
1: he did better than nick ritchie yeah there you go <laughs> but still <laughs>
2: yeah
1: on the right wing of that line he was more productive than nick ritchie was on the left of that line yeah I well, mean, at I, this
2: point, I wouldn't be terribly upset if DeBrusque got picked, but if it's one of those two, I would rather see Richie go. I mean, yeah, I so the, it's not that DeBrusque has like, a massive upside 100%. anymore, but it's still yeah. higher so it's, than it's, the, it's Richie's. Basically, we haven't really run down who the
1: options are, but it's basically those those two guys, Andre Kasha, who is probably going to be exposed and probably not taken. Um and trent frederick it's in terms of forwards and then like connor clifton and jeremy Lausanne are probably and Jakob zaborl are the guys on defense and that are all going to be yeah. exposed well yeah those guys are all going to be exposed uh the four from the forwards is going to be uh all but one of those guys basically
2: yeah um I love T. Freddy. He's in our fucking kitchen, woo. But I I would be very surprised if that was somebody Seattle had any interest in. Yeah, I I think he has Uh, much more
1: value to the Bruins fan base than he does to any team (laughs) out there. Specifically, (laughs) our
2: fucking kitchen, woo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think the guy has an opportunity to become like an important role player on the team. Maybe,
2: you know, ideally,
1: I think fourth line center for the next mm-hmm. year or two and then if he does really come up then third line center eventually or third line winger but i don't know if he's ever going to be a scorer no uh, no no i think he's fourth he's, line he's for sure an energy guy and that's
0: that's a useful role yeah i think the bruins are really looking to just revamp that fourth line with younger players break it up yeah, i think crowley's gone maybe Waggers Wagner gets. Uh, gets picked (laughs) yeah Yeah, just scratched because um I think I think you gotta go like they re-signed Anton Bleed to a one-year deal two-way deal but I think that's indicative of okay we're gonna give all our young guys shots at that fourth line and serious looks at that fourth line and I think that's good
1: I think that's really yeah. I mean I I think I think that Curtis Lazar is a a no is a no-brainer just like Anton Bleed is a really good like anytime you need somebody on that fourth line, you got like a couple injuries or someone's plug struggling, in, yeah. like, yeah, just plug him in and he's
2: fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're getting, it's not going to be spectacular, but it's not going to drastically hurt you.
1: Or he might score a goal, like batting a puck out of the air, weirdly, yeah. and like a weird deflection and that's... And sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like, that.
0: I think uh, if if the roster were to stay as is, and I think the Bruins will bring in some more depth, but if the roster were to stay as is, uh, and you Take away DeBrusque Richie. Hopefully, they would pick Richie in that case. Um, then you're gonna you can have Lazar go up to that third line, and I think that's good. It saves him, and then maybe you have a whole new, not including Chris Wagner fourth line because Corrali's gone. Wagner maybe he's a scratch Lazar in the third, and just fill that with yeah, Frederick and Bleed and Coolin, and let just let the young guys duke it out for and try to Yoki find Nordstrom. something.
2: More. Zach yeah. Ronaldo, whoever <laughs> other kid they sign out of BU next year, like
1: yeah. Brett Whatever. Ritchie. like any of the players who now sign, play for the, sign Bobo for the Calgary Carpenter Flames. B. Yeah.
0: Sign Bobo Carpenter, former BU. Um and, and get that done. So it's not threading, that's why. <laughs> so not,
1: not to steal any uh hosting duties from Cam, but Um, I I am curious what you guys would do if you were the Kraken, like to take the other side of it and who are you picking out of that, that crop of players? Like assume none of the ones that we've talked about are, are protected and uh, assume Jake DeBrusque is, is protected.
2: Yeah. I think for me, I would go either, I think probably DeBrusque. I think, uh, I said, assume he's protected. Oh, so he is, (laughs) um, Oh, let me get another look at this. probably. it's gotta be one of the defensemen, I would think. yeah, it's probably
0: gonna wind up being defense. So do yeah. you, are Lazon, Subborl, and Clifton all unprotected? or are you choosing which ones you have? to They're
1: all unprotected because the Bruins have to protect uh, I mean, obviously they're gonna protect McAvoy, um, Grizz. they're Carlo. gonna they're gonna protect Carlo. they should protect Carlo and they're definitely gonna protect Grizz. John Moore, no. Um, honestly, it's tough. The
0: I want to say Clifton because I love Clifton, and if I were to work for the Seattle Kraken, <clears throat> I'd. Uh, sorry, that was aggressive. I meant to like cough, but it came out really aggressive.
2: I thought you were um, trying to hint at working for them.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I was trying to go. <clears throat>, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Connor Clifton. But I think they're gonna probably look at. Lazan or Zaboral and think, hey, these guys have a ceiling here, like a higher ceiling. Uh, maybe even they look... Li- oh, Vacaninen's probably automatically protected, right? He hasn't played enough games. I would presume, so... I believe
2: so, yeah. Uh, that's
0: another guy I'd, I'd like to check out if I were them, but... Uh, yeah, so I, I really hope and think it will be Zaboral or Zon. I would rather Clifton right now, and not just because I'm so biased towards him, but because if the Bruins are trying to win it in the next year or two who's going to be a bigger impact next year, Clifton or Lazon or Zaboro, I'd say Clifton. Yes.
1: So, so the thing about the, the drafts when, when we watched the Vegas one, um, I, I did a lot of just like looking at who's available. And I think the way that it turned out is Vegas just took a billion defensemen. Yeah. Um, the and market, ended, up, good for ended up keeping none of them. Um, so I think in terms of uh, Connor Clifton, like there are going to be a bunch of Connor Clifton type players available. Like you're not going to want to be taking third pairing defensemen um, w- without a lot of ceiling. So yeah, I think I think Lausanne's probably the pick because he's he's got that maybe second pairing ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think the the forwards of the the group that you know, maybe you could maximize that ceiling. And if Andre Kasha didn't have the uh, wild injury history over the last couple of years, and um, it, honestly, like that, you, we don't even know if he's going to play again. So like, he's not going to get taken, but if, if he were a healthy player, then then you're kind of talking about maybe protecting him. Um, Cause I think that would be the guy that they would go for. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's it's Richie and Frederick, and so yeah, it, it's. I, I think the Bruins are at the beginning of the season. I think we were all talking about like, wow, this is this is gonna hurt whoever they take. Like, this is gonna suck. And now I think we're looking at it as like the Bruins are in one of the best positions in the league in terms of not having one of their good players
2: snagged. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad? That's good equally
1: it's a yeah. it's a double-edged sword yeah um it, it means both the bruins have a lot of important ufas um and that that basically are ineligible free free protections if they mm. do resign um and it also means that the bruins defensive depth is garbage yeah Stars
2: talk- playing forty nine tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't talk about Mike Riley. Um, uh, yeah, I actually didn't notice that. I uh, kind of forgot that he was free agent this year. He's um, a UFA, um, which which was by, by, back, by design. I'm not sure, by design. Yeah, I think
1: on, on the uh, on that trade because once you once you trade for a guy who's not a UFA in a in an expansion year, you now have to expose Brandon Carlo. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think. I haven't heard anything about Mike Riley coming back, um, but I would love to see it. I would like,
0: like to. Would see him like so sure I partially doubt it do. unless he's unless he's willing to take like real low pay. Like I'd love to see him on that second pair, but I don't think they can afford to pay him second pair of money right now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but especially yeah. with like he's, everything he's... in question with the guy's <laughs> returning, and then Flat you want to look happen,
1: at you know. bolstering forward depth as well he's legitimately so good. I, I have enjoyed watching him play. Um, he's as we've discussed many times, one of the funniest players to watch on the ice. Um, but if you look at his underlying numbers too, um, better defensively. than I think most Bruins fans give him credit for, um, I think 76th percentile is a defensive player on defense. Um, and then so, somewhere in the like the high 80s for offense so good like really good all-around defenseman um and obviously where where you're getting the best out of him is from his passing
2: ability yeah like very ideal for a second line it was awesome to see him when bought i I don't think he's in, they're gonna have room to keep him around which kind of sucks because he really was like an instant like damn this guy really is like exactly what we were trading for and it worked out really well and it will be sad to probably see that end so quickly but well it's
1: it's so funny though like everyone on Bruins twitter is talking about like what left defenseman are we gonna go out and get and like hags is talking about oliver ekman larson who's like twice as expensive as yeah
2: yeah just
1: <laughs> mike riley's gonna be i don't know it it just doesn't make any sense so if, you're, silly, yeah. if you're trying to like go out and find the guy that you already have um I'd be totally comfortable giving him five million right now um and, and I don't think like his numbers this past year push him to a point where like he's gonna go much past six, but if it depends on where he wants to be, so
0: oh, do we want to go to some listener questions?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do it <laughs> once again, just taking care. something to say I was ready to go. No, I was gonna say the same
0: thing, okay. Um, question number one from Chanel at Chanel 837. Great friend of the pod. She
2: asks why. Uh, my answer is because I was gonna also go with because. Because was my first thought, and then 42 was my second. So, yep, those was... shouts to Jackie Robinson.
0: Man. Um, from DF Pendries at DF Pendries. Number one, which player should people stop talking about being taken in the expansion draft because it's just not happening? Nick Ritchie? No, no people aren't really talking about that. Jake DeBrusque.
2: I think Trent Frederick is, is the right answer. That we yeah, probably Freddie. I think there's a possibility DeBrusque.
1: Have people well, really been talking about maybe? But yeah, yeah. so I a think bit, yeah. I think people are considering. Uh people are considering like they have any power over it, but uh, people are talking about the potential of protecting Trent Frederick. Um, w- waste of a slot. When, when there's really no reason to. I, I think a lot of Bruins fans don't understand what is available from other teams. It's a lot of, there's not a lot of top end talent available, but there's a lot of really middle of the road talent. And a guy like Trent Frederick really doesn't rise to the top of that when you're considering a a full roster. Yeah, exactly. They're not
0: just looking for a fourth liner. They're also looking for guys who are going to grow into their first liners. And Trent Frederick is not going to be a first liner or a second liner, be a third or fourth. Um. Oh, and the second part to that question was, if there was a beer expansion draft, which beer
2: are you leaving unprotected? Uh, this is just like, just, hey, ruin a sponsorship possibility. Oh, yeah, gosh. just
1: a beer you could do without. Basically. So, there was a time where uh, my cousin lived with my parents for for a year while he was doing an internship back in my hometown. And whenever I would I would go home and see my parents, uh, we'd we'd take turns DDing and like going out to the local bar and trying new beers and stuff. And he was a particularly adventurous beer drinker. And he found a beer that was uh, smoked ham flavored. Jesus Christ. And it is uh, literally the most disgusting drink I've ever tasted. It tasted like uh, what I imagine hot dog water, like after you boil a bunch (laughs) of hot dogs, tastes like. Um, So I'm going to leave that one exposed and hope the Seattle
2: Kraken take that one. That sounds so bad that I'm gonna also leave it exposed and hope see how crack can take that one. Um, my
0: answer is uh, if you're a diehard listener of this podcast f- for some reason, um, thank you. First of all, second of all, you would know the uh, white pumpkin ale that I had <laughs> around. Uh... I think that was around yeah. Halloween. Come up a couple times. i like, yeah. pretty
1: sure we mentioned on the last episode. So if yeah. you're a diehard listener yeah, yeah. who listened to an episode last Dude, week. Who somehow made it. After, after the kind of yeah. <laughs> Shout um,
2: out Bruins Bruins
0: So that I would definitely expose for mainstream beers. Uh, Bud Light, 100%. Get the fuck out of my face.
1: <laughs> Wait, I just, Cam, your little uh, toss-in joke made me think of something. What if we created oh, a competing man. website to... Uh, Bruins diehards it's called Bruisin Bruins diehards.
2: <laughs> Bruisin <and> Bruins
1: diehards. <laughs> I already uh,
0: bought the Bruisin Bruins. dot domain name. I should. Oh, you did it. So, wait, yeah.
1: Oh sick! Check oh, out our I website, Bruisin Bruins. <laughs> it's to nothing <laughs> right now. It hasn't it. an empty. Uh, it's a vacant lot right now.
2: Could be yours. That's <laughs> just the site. Investors, right possibly you. <laughs>
1: Oh, also Chanel Keenan of Question uh, Two, uh, Question One of this episode, Fame uh, saw a picture of us on Snapchat that I sent to her because I sent it to her uh, and said "Squad." So, shout uh, out Chanel. More, more questions from Chanel. Um,
0: um next question from Patrick Laverty. I'm really not, but thanks anyway. That's because <laughs> the said we're going to be discussing the expansion draft during tonight's recording. Send some questions if for some reason you're craving answers from Chris, Kim and Drew. Thank I'm really not, but thanks anyway. Shouts to at Patrick. You. Good man. Patrick. Um, From Polar Ginger, at Polar Ginger. If the Bruins had put Connor Clifton in for some shifts as a fourth-line winger late in the regular season, would they have designated him as a forward and protected him instead of Dabrowski? How's
2: does that even work? <laughs> I honestly don't know. That'd be uh, sick. That'd be great. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't I, do it. I don't think you'd need to do that. But Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that'd be great. I would love if there's some slip in the system. Like Just... He played one game on forward, so now he's a Mc... forward
1: big fan of chicanery jackassery tomfoolery uh buttfuckery buttfuckery is a good one yeah like any any fuckery any anything like that big fan of all that tambay lightning yeah Eury. just yeah <sighs> just circumventing the rules or uh as joe bluth would say circumventing the rules
2: Man, can work we hard, please we're smarter not harder that's the thing
0: can we can we please edit that cam for the cold open and it's like yeah butt fuckery Any kind of <laughs> yeah, fuckery I'm a fan fuckery,
2: yeah.
0: 100% 100% oh no i now i just said it so now you could edit that oh god I'm giving him too there much power um nick lanciani at lancy 53 great friend of the pod was that um great what would the Bruins and Bruins boys trademarked take uh, from Seattle as retribution for the expansion
1: draft?
2: I'm thinking uh, the space, space, needle. Needle. Yeah, yeah. Need space needle. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Boston space needle. Uh, I'm taking all the, the Orcas,
2: all of them. Not them even them. In the few. No, some cruel what? shit. I'm. It's cold. That's ice cold. Uh, fuck Starbucks. We got Dunkin'. It's definitely a space needle.
1: The, the, the sad thing that uh, I was alerted to that I'm I'm neither a, I'm not a coffee drinker so I, I don't have allegiances my allegiance is to Dunk's because obviously you know um, but I have recently found out that Dunkin is more expensive than uh, Starbucks now
2: it's because you're paying for higher quality <laughs> yeah there you go. hope you're listening Dunkin and no light. <laughs> hundred percent Dunkin we run
1: on it
0: Brews and Brewings runs, runs just on Dunkin
1: Shouts has a friend of the pod Connor Ryan who is a the biggest dunks he's Dunkin' donuts he embodies it he's currently he dunking donuts, donuts as we speak yes
0: connor ryan is an alias his real name is duncan donuts actually it's just duncan now
2: he doesn't have a last name anymore it's just duncan mm-hmm. yeah yeah to no. align align with the brand he's like share yeah. believes like <laughs> share <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was
1: a, that was a oh, sneaky yeah. sneaky great joke on the back end of that by cam <laughs> <laughs> if you were intending to do that, I hope you were.
2: Oh,
0: hey, in the future, if you are not on Twitter and want to give us listener questions, email us at Bruce Bruins at gmail.com. There's no
2: at symbol at the beginning of the Just email. Just fucking please email us. Somebody we have an Just email and nobody uses it. Just send us an email. those doesn't even have, have to be a question. Thread, like, whatever. Yeah, fuck Later. tell us to <laughs> fuck off. That'd be great. I would love that. Can we get email. some
0: emails and like the weird like word art text? <laughs> yeah, the fucking weird <laughs> like the, groovy doobie shit. Yeah. Like, like they used to do to avoid using handwriting, but just like do it for the for the uh for the aesthetic. You
1: know? Yeah. Uh do we have any more listener questions? No, we do not. Okay, I got one more. Um Are you a listener? No, it's from uh nice question Kaylee Rockcliffe. Um huh? And she said, day one of me asking for a bruise and Bruins and fake doctors crossover since hearing Chris likes scrubs. And then later said, the question we're all thinking is, which of the three of you has the truest guy love? Of any guy? Of the three of us. It's guy love. That's all it is.
0: I'm very confused. A scrubs uh, yeah, reference. It's me.
2: There. Sorry to be the guy. I guess it's you, Chris. Congratulations. I have the truest guy I love. Congratulations. <laughs> Way <Where'd> to <he> go.
0: <laughs> Is that all?
2: All right. I guess I kind of can could, could sing out to that. I don't know if we have any anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs>